0: Sorry, I was overcome with emulsion there and I crashed the beginning uh the show. The music ran out, and I was still talking. But I'm filled with emotion as I see the refugee camps and the refugee population of the Gaza Strip. Two million people fenced in on all sides with nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. No bomb shelters in which to take cover. Absolutely nothing between them and the skies and the latest and most fearsome american military hardware raining down upon as always the right is claimed of self-defense although when russia claims that it is exercising the right to self-defense under the united nations charter in ukraine in defense of the millions of russian nationals russian-speaking people compatriots of theirs who for eight long years have been being massacred by the coup regime in kiev no one even bothers to report that claim let alone give it any credence but everyone accepts everyone amongst the media horse accept israel's explanation that whilst they cannot deny They are massacring small children, small defenseless children, of the same age as as my own children. They cannot deny that. They know that they will never be prosecuted for it. Still less will they be sanctioned as a state for it. Still less will the unending, everlasting, largesse of the so-called international community trickle to a halt. Israel is a war criminal state it's a state founded on war crimes it's a state founded on ethnic cleansing and genocide it's a apartheid state and yet it walks tall in the corridors of power and in social power try getting a message like i've just delivered to you out on social media i might be able to because i'm kind of a big target to censor but If you are a smaller target than me, try getting the message out on social media that I have just delivered there. You will be cancelled. You will be banned. And as my good friend, the late Shulamit Aloni, a former Israeli government minister, once put it to me over dinner in her apartment in Tel Aviv, we'll call you an anti semite. It's our trick. We always do it. I can talk about the situation in Gaza all night, but there are so many international crises uh, that I'll have to move on swiftly. But before I do, I want to say a word about the economic situation and its accompanying four horsemen of the apocalypse that are enveloping the continent of Europe, including my own country of the United Kingdom. As I said earlier, this is not a recession, it's a robbery, in the words of the comedian Frankie Boyle. Brilliantly put, it's a robbery, it's grand larceny. Capitalism is booming. Its profits are experiencing a bonanza. I've driven thousands of miles across the European continent this summer and I have never once paid anything like the petrol and diesel costs that you are paying in the United Kingdom, and the oil companies, and the distribution of oil, are making record profits, and the government is doing nothing about it. Ditto the gas producers, or rather distributors. There was once, of course, one pipeline down which all our gas came, but now there are Dozens, scores, maybe hundreds, for all I know, and every one of them is recording record profits, and the government is doing nothing about it. Not 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 just the government is doing nothing about it. The opposition is doing nothing about it. There's not a cheap about the cost of living crisis coming from the. ...main opposition parties in Britain because they have no alternative... ...having already set their faces against the obvious alternative, which is this. We need to take these companies into public ownership... ...so that the commodities and raw materials and services that they provide... ...are provided for the benefit of the public and not for the benefit of private shareholders... Especially when many of those private shareholders are actually state-owned companies in other people's countries. I can't stress to you how insane it is that state-owned French companies are massively profiting from their ownership of private utility companies in Britain. This is not just Alice in Wonderland. This is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's the solution. The gas, the electricity, the post and the postal workers are having to take industrial action like the railway workers. The railway, the post, the electricity, the gas and yes, the oil and gas all ought to be in public ownership. After all, God put it in our waters. They didn't put it there. They don't own it in any moral or meaningful sense and they have been harvesting it for well over 50 years in Britain's North Sea oil fields. I want to see a different kind of world. You see, as uh, Edward Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy's funeral once pointed out, some people look at things and ask why. Some people look at things that are not never were, and ask why not. I'm asking you to ask why not. Why not own that which is essential to our lives? Without water, we die. Without food, we die. Without gas, electricity, without petrol, without diesel, we cannot exist as an economy, as a society. So why? Are we allowing private individuals and shareholders to harvest the wealth from the record prices now being reaped by those who own these utilities and these services? But I must move on to the international situation. Cruella Deville has departed from Taiwan. She flew in on an American government jet. She was accompanied by a U.S. Air Force fighter-bomber aircraft. There was apparently a tanker filled with Smirnoff, which was connected by a large guzzling hosepipe to Nancy Pelosi, boozy Pelosi's aeroplane. I don't know if that rumour is true, but she staggered down the steps, pink pantsuit and all. She didn't appear to have wet her pants, although for a moment Joe Biden was wetting his When the Chinese Air Force was scrambled and when the batteries along the southeast coast of China began opening fire, Joe Biden began trying to distance himself from Cruella de Vil's visit. But when the Chinese allowed her to land, she arrived bearing gifts. She arrived bearing the promise of more and more weapons, more and more money, more and more political and diplomatic support for a part of a country that the United States itself recognises as part of China. You have to grasp, because so many people are so stupid and ignorant about this and other things, the United States, the United Kingdom, the European Union, the United Nations, all of Latin America, all of Africa, all of Asia, everybody in the entire world recognizes Taiwan as part of China. So, as I asked the Spanish government this week, how would you feel if the third highest ranking Chinese official landed in Barcelona, was feted by the separatists there, and promised the Catalan separatist movement more guns, more money, and more diplomatic and political support. How would you like it, Mr. and Mrs. Spain? Or as I ask the American public, no. Hawaii is a state of the United States of America. But it does have people there that want separatism, that want to be out of the USA, that want Hawaii to be an independent country. How would you feel, Americans, if the third highest ranking Chinese official landed in Hawaii bearing gifts of guns and money and political and diplomatic support for the Hawaiian separatist movement? Because that analogy is pretty near perfect, except Hawaii is a lot farther away from the United States than Taiwan is from China. And this when you have already repeatedly stated, including this week, that you continue to hold to the one China policy. You continue to hold to the policy that there is only one China and that ipso facto Taiwan is a part of it. As provocations go, it was near insane. If the Chinese leadership had been as reckless as the American leadership, we would already be in what could become the Third World War. But the Chinese leadership walks softly, though it carries a big stick. And it's already begun wielding that stick across a whole range of countermeasures. The United States will pay for the offense to the territorial integrity and national sovereignty of the Chinese people. But I got to ask him, This provocation was so insane that unless the entire American administration, not just Biden, who's clearly lost his marbles, but the entire administration, is actually Ward 7 in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, there must be a meaning to this. And I began to wonder what that meaning might be. And here's my thesis. It is that Biden and the United States, like the EU and like the general public, is fast losing interest in Zelensky and in the Ukraine and in Eastern Europe and wants to make a full pivot to Asia. And this provocation was to provide justification for that full pivot. That full pivot will itself have massive consequences, but hear me out. Why do I think that? Well, first of all, because no one would understand fighting both Russia and China at the same time. I mean, literally, only someone who was insane would choose to do that. Someone who knew nothing of Napoleon, who knew nothing of Adolf Hitler, Someone who was too stupid to know the folly of that. Let's assume that at least outside of the Oval Office in the White House, they're not actually idiots. I chart a number of interesting threads that are coming your way. First of all, notwithstanding the Japanese uh, soldier on the Pacific Island popping up 30 years after the war, like the London Times, When Amnesty International, a faithful lapdog of the imperialist cause, denounces the Kiev regime for its tactics of fighting deliberately from civilian areas, thus risking and incurring casualties among civilian people, and when it condemns Kiev in the terms that it condemned it, I smell a rat. I smell a rat when Amnesty International begins to turn away from the prevailing orthodoxy of its master's voice. And that was the first dog that barked. The second dog that barked was the extraordinary report this week that up to 70% Of the hundreds of billions of dollars, euros and pounds, military aid that has flooded into Ukraine does not reach the front line. 70%! More than two-thirds! Now, of course, some of it is destroyed by the increasingly powerful and accurate Russian guns. Some of it is stolen. As those of you who know how to find the dark web, as I now do, can testify. You can buy a javelin missile to run around with in your car boot for just $30,000. That's not what it cost the taxpayer in Europe and the United States where it was originally purchased from the military-industrial complex, but that's what you can buy it for online right now. And it's a nice size. It's actually no bigger than this table at which I'm sitting. If you've got a decent-sized boot, you can put it in. You can drive it to the perimeter of an airport and you can bring down a civilian airliner as it comes in or as it takes off. Or you can fire it at a nightclub. Or you can fire it at a bank and conduct a bank heist. Why not? After all, the dark web is now flooded with military hardware that you gave to the Zelensky regime in Kiev. You'll be paying for it in your economic crisis for a long time, but the Ukrainian criminals will be selling it at a knockdown price on a dark website near you. And the third dog that barked was the Sky News presenter in Australia coming to a Sky News near you who began to blow the whistle on the corrupt oligarchy in power in Kiev including Zelensky and the fourth dog that barked was that report from the American administration that Zelensky's personal security is now a matter of grave concern to them as I put it Zelensky's suicide came as a great surprise to him. If I were Zelensky, I would be heading to break shore in Florida to my 21 million dollar beachfront estate on Miami Beach. I'd be doing that while I still could or I might head for my 50,000 dollar villa in Israel or I might head to my shishi apartment in the first arrondissement in Paris, or I might head for the extensive property portfolio I have now built up in Knightsbridge and in the ritzier parts of Chelsea. Zelensky and his regime are more valuable now to the United States dead than alive, and that is a dangerous place to be but not quite as dangerous as the Straits of Taiwan, to which we are about to turn. Li Jingjing is my favorite Chinese commentator, writer and political analyst, and she's up right after the break.